What's up, guys? Welcome back to the eighth episode of the Coffee Show. My name is Mike. Got Eric with me. Happy always. fall. Happy fall. It's finally fall, or so they say. Well, especially with the way the weather is today. I know ninety, and then down to fifty in two days. Right. So uh, we want to remind everybody we got burner coming here on the twenty fourth of October. We do have an event page up on Facebook. If you want to go ahead and let us know that you're coming. We will have some cake and cupcakes and all that good stuff for it. Alcohol. That's what we really need. We probably will have alcohol, but we can't sell you alcohol. <laughs> Just bring your ID. We can share. Sharing is Yeah, make sure, make sure you come with your ID as you always should. Fair. Uh, so our first article is out of Oregon. And they've got some parents and some bus drivers upset because of the, the smell of hemp. So... To me, this is kind of dumb because it's like you need to work on your education of your kids, or you know, I, there's one complaint in here because a bus driver, I, I guess, is allergic to it, so it gives her headaches. I think that's like an exaggeration. But, yeah, uh, I suppose it's possible. I mean, off the smell, like I've heard of people that are people are allergic to like weed and hemp, and they they actually consume it or smoke right, but it. not off the smell. The smell. Like, I don't like the way a skunk smells when I drive down the road, but I'm not allergic to it. It still gives right. me a headache. Personally, I like that skunk smell. <laughs> yeah. Two different skunk smells. Yeah. Dead skunks, not as much. Right. I don't like the smell of cigarettes. Can I say that I'm allergic to it? None of you can smoke around me. Right. Uh, but, so, yeah, what I was going to say is they need to they need to educate their kids and, like, let them know that, you know, this is... This is something that's probably here to stay for a while. Uh, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. I guess up there they have um, restrictions on where an actual marijuana farm can be, and they have to be behind fences and all this stuff. But when it comes to hemp, they can kind of put them pretty much wherever right now, and they don't have to be behind fences or anything. So I guess I could see the issue with kids going over and trying to smoke it and stuff, but I. Again, it comes back to educating your kids and letting them know that, yeah, it looks like weed, but it's not going to get you high. Yeah, and, like, I, I understand, yeah, maybe you don't want it right next to a school, but, like, you're a school bus driver. You live in, in a farming community, so you have to drive. So no matter where they put it, you're still going to complain because you're still going to go pick these kids up on their farm, whether it's a mile from school or ten miles from school. That's part of the job of being a school bus driver. Right. I mean, like, here, we have to deal with the smell. Like, if you go to South Omaha, you got to deal with the smell of the stockyards, and nobody likes that, but you, I guess, kind of become accustomed to it and just learn to ignore it. Yeah, people, like, joke that Council Bluff smells like shit. No, South Omaha <laughs> smells like literal shit. Like, it smells like actual cow shit, or cow blood when they burn it off twice a month, which is ten times worse. Like, get over it. Right. You live in a the city. There's a smells everywhere. L.A. smells like piss. You still like to vacation in Los Angeles, though, and it smells like pee. Uh, and ironically, our next story is out of Los Angeles. See, good transition. This is, uh, right. Eric's learning. So this is from Good Morning America, and this is the first organic cannabis cafe in the country. Probably not the world. I'm sure there's something like this in Amsterdam or something. But yeah, I saw two chains do one in Amsterdam. Oh, lit. Yeah, there you go. Need a passport for it, though. So when customers walk in, they're for, they're greeted by a flower host who acts as a guide to help them find the right cannabis or vapes. I like that with this one, 
they do like a corkage fee, a tokage fee. Like, yeah, it's only 20 bucks, but I mean, if you could take your own shit in there, save money and still like enjoy it, enjoy like the meals and not have to buy what they have specifically. Like if you really know you like Chelsea Handler's weed, smoke her weed there and then you can eat their food. <laughs> it had to be Chelsea Handler. We could do Jeffree Star too, but that's a pretty touchy subject in the world now. Uh, too funny. Yeah, I honestly, uh, I seen the tokage fee. I've never heard of a corkage fee, but I'm not a big wine drinker. And I guess if I was going to drink a glass of wine somewhere, I'm not that, uh, not that hip on wine. So I like, I don't have my own like preferred brand or whatever i when i went on i went on a cruise earlier this year and they charged 150 could bring two bottles of wine but it was 150 as a corkage fee because they had to open it to charge you jeez i'm like damn you can bring your own alcohol but you have to pay one like you might as well just spend 150 on a bottle on the boat for real i think that's their their goal so moving on this is a story out of rhode island so they've got their first hemp harvest coming in this year that's the first time in 50 years and uh again they're also getting complaints from uh neighbors about the the smells and this is just something that people are going to have to get used to you know at at one point in time in our country this was a normal smell (laughs) yeah for real before prohibition yeah this guy i mean he went all in with it too i mean he did seventy thousand plants on his first run 65 acres that's a lot yeah. That's a lot of of plant just to just to go on a whim and say, oh, let's try yeah, he it. He dove in heavy, but this is so. This is a farm that's been farming for years and years and years with all kinds of uh, different agricultural products, and you know, hemp is the new big thing. And now's the time for these guys to jump in because as more and more people dive in, just like anything else, uh, supply and demand is there's more supply, uh, that price is going to go down. Yeah, and I mean, this guy has uh, around a little over 500 acres or things, so 65 really isn't a lot for him, but that's just a huge, a huge jump to buy 70,000 seeds, start them, and then plant and harvest all just on a whim of, eh, let's see how it goes. Right, and then, I mean, like it says in here, they're learning as they go, so uh, he invested in the hemp harvesting machine that cuts the stalks off the ground, and then it lifts the bushes onto a conveyor belt and drops them into a bin, so it kind of cuts a lot of the the handwork out but then they notice that that works fine with the shorter bushes but with the the top heavier tall guys it was just like jamming up their machine so they ended up having to uh resort to field workers going out there and cutting them manually the old-fashioned way yeah do it by hand which is good provides more work to your economy for sure yeah we can't can't automate everything again this is a a fairly new industry at, at least at this scale so these machines are just going to have to go through these processes of getting put in the field and seeing where they're failing and getting improved year by year yeah start making new machines every year it'll be like the apple of the hemp world the apple of the hemp world uh so moving on uh this is a study well this article is from forbes uh this study is on nanoliposome technology so uh this has been they're saying that these people invented it but i don't I'm pretty positive that they didn't invent it. They just must have a better way of doing it because we've seen nano-encapsulated products for a long time. So basically a nanoliposome is a bubbly-shaped vehicle of lipids or fatty acids infused with pure hemp-derived CBD particles. So 
they're they're going to give you better absorption. They're saying uh, it can be up to 80% better than traditional consumption. So it's still going to be an oil just like you're used to taking. You're not going to notice much of a difference just looking at the product. But the way that your body absorbs it is going to be different. Which is nice because, I mean, with CBD now and anything else, anything that you take as far as a supplement, you're always going to lose some in the body. Your body's going to absorb a part and then just naturally process the rest and you'll lose that. So if you can increase those and, and take more in, that's going to help as far as taking a smaller dose or a smaller amount of your product and extending the life of how long you have it because you're not going to need to use as much to get the same effects as you would with maybe another brand. Yep. Buy less, use less. It's a cheaper That's, option. Yeah, if we could do that with everything in life. Uh, moving on, uh, this is an article from CBS out of Denver. So they decided to test um, some different CBD products on the market. So they collaborated with Mile High Labs out of Boulder. And they were testing for different heavy metals, mercury, arsenic, cadmi- cadmium, and lead. So... You, I, I personally like seeing all this third-party testing because, you know, as a as a shop, we can't necessarily afford to test every product that we try to bring in here. We just kind of have to vet these different brands and make sure that you know their results are accurate so that we we feel comfortable selling it to you guys and not poisoning you guys. Yeah, and and he, I mean, we mean by like not lab testing. We try it all. We actually physically test it. We're the lab rats for it, but we don't send any of it away to see where it hits. Exactly. Because yep. we always try it first before. We definitely do test all these products before they come. We constantly get people sending us CBD samples, and a lot of those people get shut down. Yeah, yeah. We've eaten pounds and pounds of gummies through the last <laughs> year to see who's good and who's trash. Yeah, ninety percent of them get tossed in the trash. There's a few Smokies. That was a good one. Smokies was a good one. By far one of my favorite. I mean, hemp cigarettes. That's kind of how we got our start with them too. Was trying them out and. Yep, seeing what works. Yeah, and that's a good option. So, uh, in their tests here, they're saying that none of them have pest- had pesticides or heavy metal metals above federal standards. So that means they there's a tolerate tolerant for how much you can consume of these products before it becomes poisonous to you. Uh, the THC levels were all within the federal guidelines, so that's another major point you want to see. So we don't have people accidentally testing dirty on drug tests. Yeah, been there, <laughs> done that. Uh, so they said four samples were pretty much right on. Two samples cheated you, only giving you 60 to 80% of what was advertised on the dosage. Uh, then there was overperformers, so they had a 1,000 milligram sample that tested at 1,100 milligrams, so that's 10% higher. And then they had one that was over 210% higher than what the label said, which is baffling to me why this company, I don't know if, you know, maybe they sent their product off and got it tested by a bad lab and they don't know that it is 210% higher because they're giving away a lot of product there. Yeah, I mean, I would fire my quality because call people in a heartbeat. <laughs> like, you would not be brought... Like, I wish they would say the names when these, they do these articles, which I get. You don't want to hurt somebody's business. It's not... It's education. It's not trying to, you know, defame somebody or, or put them under. But, I mean, 210%. I bet you if they named them, this company wouldn't be around in five years. I could put money down that they wouldn't because that's a lot to just, like, give away. That'd be like, you know, giving 
something below cost and then also saying like here take some more of our money like buy this we're going to give it to you at a great deal and we're also going to write you a check at the same time it just doesn't make any sense as far as a business model would go uh so moving on our last article here is from cnn um this is about the fda banning e-cigarettes or i guess the the country banning e-cigarettes so the FDA is expected to finalize their policy on flavored e-cigarettes and vaping products in the coming weeks. I'm trying to remember. Actually, I seen a commercial last night for a device that's similar to Juul um, that had flavored pods and everything on TV. Probably blue. Blue's been. I've seen the blue one on TV. I'm not positive, but it was weird to me because it's like, so why did Juul get in trouble and have to like they literally got told that they had to pull all their television advertisements and everything yet this other company is able to advertise a similar product with you know it all comes down to being a flavor bait yeah and they're saying that you know they'll pull these flavors they will be off the market and then companies would be able to apply for an fda approved one and be able to start essentially reselling flavored juices that are fda approved I look at it as, I mean, we've had Jewel for a long time. It seems like now we talk to Jewel a lot. We, you know, know them well. They've always claimed this whole time that they were an FDA-approved formula for an actual vape juice. So I wonder if their their stance would be, oh, pull it off now, go back now, it's going to get banned, and then they would be one of the first that could re-enter the market as FDA-approved as far as their flavors and then take over more of the market share. I mean, it's still, whether it's not a cigarette and it's not any of these major companies, it's still big tobacco. They're still making that tobacco money. So I wonder if that's their stance of, well, let's pull it off now. They'll forget about us. All our competitors are going to be gone. Like, great, let's do it. And then we'll be one that hits back on the market as an FDA-approved formula with FDA-approved you know, compounds that make our juice and then they're going to dominate the share, which yeah. they already do. That is a good point because I, I do recall them all saying that they were FDA approved and they were mad at some of the alternative pods because they weren't FDA approved and they were just paying some some huge fine every month, but I guess it doesn't compare to what they're raking in for money. Exactly. That's what they've always told us. Well, FDA is cool with what we have, but look at blank, blank, and blank. They don't do that. They just take the penalty. They keep selling because they know they can put whatever on the market. So I think that they'll ban flavored vaping, and then I think Jewel will be one of the first that immediately hits back on the market and will be the only option for vaping. And then all of a sudden we'll see Mango come back in the stores. Watch. Uh, so they're saying that there's been 530 uh, confirmed and probable cases of lung, lung injury related to e-cigarettes as of September 17th, and that's from the CDC, and there have been nine known deaths related to vaping, two in California, two in Kansas, one in Illinois, Indiana, Minnesota, Missouri, and Oregon. Uh, and then on Tuesday, the Massachusetts governor, Charlie Baker, called for a temporary four-month ban on the sale of all cigarette, cig- ah, I'm sorry, I can't talk, e-cigarettes and vaping products. So we're seeing more of these um, governor, or I guess states taking it upon themselves to institute a ban until a federal ban is in place. I also see a lot of articles of states that want to go after vape juice as well as menthol cigarettes for being a flavored cigarette, which, I mean, not to get into any, like, 
politics. I think that that's a very specific market they're trying to take menthol cigarettes away from. But it, it doesn't, I mean, like, why, my thing is why now? Yeah, you say it's f- f- nine deaths. I think this morning they were saying it's closer to 15. But, like, what what do you hope to achieve? Because it's not going to stop anything. I mean, you're just going to see an epidemic of people buying things, stockpiling things. And right. then you look at, like... And then people buying buying bulk flavoring and stuff like that and mixing yeah. up their own products, which is, which is basically the issue that already exists that's you know that's the the black market thc cartridges is a problem and you guys are basically turning the e-juice market into a black market yeah and i mean like vape juice it does expire it has a shelf life like i look at it if you can get fucking fake fentanyl in the mail from china then you really think that you're not going to be able to get some mango juice shipped from china some blue raspberry or any of these other countries just because you you stop it here i mean there's how many other countries in the world that still vape as well you're still going to be able to order it right you'll get it from somewhere customs customs won't stop that they're not going to know they're going to think oh this kid's getting skin care but in all reality it's going to be blue raz vape juice for an e-cig that he still has it's just not right Mavidal Sassoon is mango right (laughs) like I get if you you know if you want to have regulations that's cool things are always going to be regulated that's the world we live in money obviously is the dominating factor in everything regulate it great that's that's perfect but taking it away it's not going to do anything I mean there's just no way they regulate alcohol how many kids die in drunk driving accidents a year it doesn't it doesn't change things it might help a little bit but it's not going to change the overall picture it's not it's not going to do anything well again in the the overall picture is not what they're seeing is the overall picture so they're still saying that there's some cases where people haven't said that they were vaping uh thc cartridges but in my opinion that's people being scared to admit to the doctor or the government whoever's asking them that they were using an illegal product in a state that you know doesn't have a, a medical marijuana law right take you know, the felony take the charge it ain't that deep well, they're not even going to give them. you a charge like you you're, you've already done it i don't think they can just say oh THC is in your system so we can arrest you now yeah they always taught us that <clears> when <throat> when i was in high school i mean well, in high school we had tons of kids die from drugs and alcohol poisoning they always said you know they're not going to give you a ticket for it they want to know the underlying cause they want to know what happened and how we can treat it and prevent it but they're never going to be like well oh you said that you got really drunk at a party we're going to write you a ticket for an mip even though you almost died they'd rather you not die on somebody's kitchen floor than just figure out what the problem is and work to treat the problem and then you'll live you'll be fine don't lie to your doctor it's not exactly. worth it <laughs> no isn't there that's doctor patient confidentiality they can't right. tell on you anyway lie to the cops okay cool we all do but don't, <laughs> don't lie to your doctor we, we don't condone lying to the cops alright that's all we got this week thanks for tuning in we'll see you guys next week later